0: This is Scott Beck with the Becker Private Equity Podcast and the Becker Business Minute Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with brilliant partner and leader, uh, Amber Walsh. Amber's gonna talk to us about the swinging back to deals being done by strategics, not just private equities uh, funds, and what she's seeing in the market after a very long spell of seemingly all transactions being done by private equity funds, not strategic buyers. Amber, give us a sense of what you're seeing out there. What are some observations Tell us what's going on in the private equity and strategic deal markets.
1: Yeah, this is a, a perfect uh, moment for this conversation because we're sitting here on December first. So, for deal lawyers, you know we we measure our rhythm throughout the year based on closings, and the first of the month is always where the activity is. And uh, my experience today for my personal closings, mirrors exactly what all the pundits expected to happen in 2022 and what all of the reports that we track actually show have happened in 2022, which is that private equity's share of global M&A, U.S. M&A, and for me personally, it would be healthcare M&A, has actually gone down for the first time in five years. There's still a lot of private equity activity, but as a percentage of global deal activity, for the first time in five years, private equity's portion of that has actually gone down.
0: and What do you attribute that to? I mean, you do see these huge mega companies, the Amazons, the other companies are so large, CVS Health, United Optum. You do see these mega companies doing big, big deals. The, the, Walgreens doing another multi-billion dollar deal. Does that start to swing some of this to strategics, those kind of strategics, not private equity, versus what was so much of private equity the last several years? What, what do you see out there? Is it, is it these big behemoth companies driving that, that change of percentages?
1: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things. So we've got obviously the macro and microeconomic um, indicators that have kind of pushed private equity to cool a little bit, um, particularly private equity that um, is reliant on the credit markets. We all know what's happened in the credit markets this year, and so that's kind of happened within the private equity and the credit market world. But yes, in answer to your question, the big big strategic buyers have kind of filled in that gap quite a bit and become much more dominant buyers in the past year. And for me personally, my deals today for the first time in years, I have three deal closings and not a single one is a private equity deal. And that hasn't happened in a very long time.
0: And and what is that? You've really got this fascinating situation: this huge growth of private equity as an asset class, and then this huge growth of the top twenty companies in America by revenues, which is you know Walmart number one, Amazon, Apple number two and three, then Exxon, then you've got CVS Health, United. But is more and more deal activity going to be between, on one hand, the twenty? 20- 30 largest companies in America trying to figure out if they're going to continue to be conglomerate, conglomerates and, and continue to sort of uh, themselves do add on or, or add on acquisitions or growth acquisitions, or private equity funds continue to do platforms and bolt ons. What's your sense of what that looks like the next couple of years? Do, or can you get a feel for that?
1: It's really hard to tell. I certainly uh, hear lots of people taking that position. That that is what they expect. The very, very large, large market cap dominating companies to uh, be getting the bulk of the deal and contributing the bulk of the deal activity and exit opportunities. But there's also other factors, another trend that we've seen emerge and that is getting reported, I was just looking at a Bloomberg report on this, is that uh, when you look at the exit opportunities for private equity, while this year certainly has been a a pretty significant cooling on IPO activity and other primary transactions, like to the big big buyers, the big private equity, or sorry, the big publicly traded buyers, what has emerged as a much more active exit opportunity for private equity is the secondary markets, the secondary transactions of private equity selling to bigger private equity. And we have seen that as a firm, particularly where we play, where McGuire Woods plays in the lower middle market, that's where you see a ton of that activity of one fund selling to another fund, selling to another fund. So both are happening and you do also still have the much discussed high volume of committed private equity capital such that as you look forward into 2023, while you do have a ton of strategic and, you know, big, big publicly traded buyer uh, deals happening, you do have everyone looking at 2023 saying, all right, there's still a ton of private equity capital out there. It's committed. It might be cooled. It might be harder to use the credit markets to do your deals, but there's still going to be private equity deals being done quite a bit in 2023. So how's that for a non-prediction prediction?
0: No, no, it's a fascinating perspective and sort of the point on... Private equity is its own business class, its own asset class, and they're in the business of doing deals, acquiring things, trying to put money to work, and so forth, and and there are now, that's a true business sector, with so many jobs, so many people committed to that as professions, as their business, and so forth, so you sort of see this, you and I are both, I think, at least in, in some funds, LPs, at least some, and you'll correct me if, if I'm wrong in that, but we've seen some sort of speed and slowness, speed and slowness in sort of capital commitments getting called and moving forward. And that's a very micro view of it, but it reflects the fact that even though things slow down a little bit, still starting to get capital calls and stuff like that, because they're in the business and have to find ways to do deals. It's it's, it's a big profession and a big asset class and a lot of capital committed, as you said.
1: You're absolutely right. And I love that, and yes, I am also personally an LP, and I, I love when my experience in my professional life as a lawyer, my experience as a teeny tiny little investor, and my experience as someone who is fascinated and reads everything, projections, and then how those projections play out, when it all lines up, when all of those little you know pillars that I live line up, it's fascinating and somewhat comforting.
0: No, it, it is, it's fascinating. You're both, you're both like an advisor to lots of sellers and buyers to private equity funds and strategics. You're also an investor. You also lead as an executive committee member, a major business enterprise. So have multiple different perspectives on it. And you sort of do see how they interweave together. And it's one of, the, one of the strengths you have is that ability to make those connections and connect those dots. It's really a fascinating perspective. Amber, I want to thank you again for joining the Becker Private Equity, Becker Business Minute podcast. I always learn something. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Scott.